You are Locked On the NFL, your daily NFL podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. I didn't know if we were going to be able to chat with Mr. Sando on Thursday, as we always do, but that is exactly what is happening for you guys. Mike, how are you? Good. Good to be here. Yeah, good, for sure. This is going to be the wide receiver segment, the Star Diva Wide Receiver Show. And let's lead it off with Odell. Well, first of all, you just put out an article on ESPN really detailing the Antonio Brown situation, what teams might be interested, and then you concluded it with Beckham. And I intentionally didn't read it because the second and third segment, we're going to act like I'm the Steelers GM, since they're kind of close to home here, and what kind of deals we can work out around the league. But I wanted to open the show with, what's your thoughts on this Odell situation? Is there fire with the smoke? I do. I, th- I think that there is. I mean, um, you know, Jay Glazer put it out there. It wasn't a report. Jay didn't say it was. It wasn't a byline by Jay Glazer, according to sources. You know, it was. It was more of a informal kind of musing. But just knowing Jay, I mean, you know, he picks his spots. Jay's not out there reporting a thousand things a year. You know what I mean? He 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 reports a smaller number of things, and he's like really wired in. So mm-hmm. I just think that Jay. History covered the, uh, you know, he's been around the Giants for 20 years. I'm sure he's got a great relationship with Gettleman. Um, you know, he's just not just making that up, right? Yeah, <laughs> I guess that makes sense, especially when and you when, lay it out. You know? Yeah, and when, so, like, when I talk to people in the league and you say, and you run it by them, they're like, ooh, to me that means that I think it's going to happen. Seriously, that's oh, what wow. people say. That's what people say. I think there's smoke. You know, I think there's fire. There's, so we'll see. There's a lot of dynamics involved. I think Beckham's such a good player. I don't know why they'd want to unload him. You know, I don't think he's That's where I to go some sort this. of team cancer or anything. <laughs> I, don't, I don't buy that stuff at all. I just, you know, he's a little high maintenance as a receiver. Join the club. The better. Yeah, right. That's all new. So, <laughs> so, you know, I guess does it come down to they've got a lot of superstars on that team. Are they planning for the future? Does the head coach f- feel like uh, – you know, there's too many people to try to satisfy. Hey, are we going to run this thing through Barkley now? You know, those, there's all those things that could make you at least consider, hey, do we have other holes on defense and, and we could get a haul of picks for Odell? And, you know, with Ingram, with Barkley, we'll, we'll be fine offensively. We can still be a top 10 or 15 thing, if you know, on offense if we get, if either Eli plays well or we get a young quarterback. So those could be the types of discussions, but to answer your question, yeah, I just don't think that Jay Glazer just throws that out there. Yeah, so you think they're not actively shopping, but they are actively talking. I think it. Well, I think it's going to be a subject that comes up this offseason. I don't know if they're talking to teams or not, uh, but I, I think that uh, it's definitely one to watch. I don't think it's just a bunch of bull. Yeah, and I think he's worth noticeably more than Antonio Brown, who we'll get to, mostly because of age and there's less craziness off the field right now with Odell. But like you said, I mean, he is a, a diva, a big personality, but I can live with that. Yeah. I mean, that's <laughs> not the worst thing in the world. I mean, he's an amazing uh-huh. player. He'd be hard to move on from. I mean, I think a lot of teams would be in the Odell Beckham market. Oh, absolutely. The same thing with Antonio Brown. It's like, yeah. you know, I did, you know, I listed some of the teams and people were like, well, what about this team? I'm like, yeah, that Maybe. team too. You know, right. We didn't list them all. We just, just Everyone's going to be interested for a certain price. Are you going to be willing to give up draft picks? Do you have another player? Those types of things. I think there's way too much focus in media, just in the public, on 
Yeah, what about the cap implications? Ah, bull. You know, you want to get a guy, you find a way. Yeah, you're right. And you've said that a lot on here. And opened my eyes to it a little bit, too, that some of these cap concerns, especially with quarterbacks, like you said, really, it, it's sort of Monopoly money, and it's sort of not real <laughs> when, when the, you really get down to brass axes. Yes, I think that it was. I think we're still sometimes stuck in the coverage of football, the way things were when teams were still figuring out the cap, and so, and the cap was sort of dictating their decisions, right? Mm-hmm. And people fall into the mistake now all the time. They look at the teams with the most cap space and decide they're going to be the most aggressive. Well, guess what? Chris Ballard's not, so there, you know? Right, right. It's not always the right answer. You know, just spending, yeah, yeah. So spending. Anyway, it's a whole separate conversation. Yeah, and I think your point's valid that if you and the fantasy people tell you this, I mean, Engram and Shepard's numbers will spike dramatically if Odell's not in there. Barkley's a bona fide superstar, and especially when you mix in his receiving ability, they could always draft a big receiver in the second round and throw him in the mix. That's a pretty good group of weapons, minus Odell. It sure is, and when you look at when, you look at the Giants over the years, when they've been good, you know they played defense, had a good run game, been a tough team. You know, that's the Dave Gettleman when he was there, you know, in a pro personnel capacity. That's sort of their M.O. It's kind of their franchise M.O. So maybe they get back to that. Yeah. And maybe the draft picks they get for Odell yields Haskins and a star defensive lineman, you know, from this great class. And then all of a sudden there's fewer holes. You know, your weaponry isn't that diminished. You're built for the long term and the near term. I could see it if the price is right, but moving a stud still Gives me a little lump in the throat. Yeah, me too. I, I think there could be teams out there, though, that really want the superstar sizzle effect. You know, for whatever reason, you're moving to Oakland or you're trying, you're moving to your new stadium in L.A. or all those types of things that, you know, we don't always think about. The teams sometimes do, depending on their situation. Okay. Um, we're going to be right back. We're going to buzz through the AFC with Antonio Brown interest here in a moment. All right, this is what I want to do, Mike. I am Kevin Colbert, and... I often look at the league through black and gold colored glasses, I'm told. So this works out well. You can be the other GMs. And I just want to go every team and let's have a quick trade discussion as if we were sitting at St. Elmo's at the Combine for Antonio Brown. Does that work for you? It does. I want to have that steak, though. I have the shrimp cocktail, too. (laughs) (laughs) Next week. And Okay, you are the Patriots. I'm sorry, but I'm not answering your calls unless you... Pay yeah. 125 cents on the dollar. Yeah, and we're not doing that. I don't think the yeah. Patriots are doing that. I, I think they would be in it for the right amount of draft competition. Let's move on to the next team. Exactly. The Jets make a lot of sense to me. My problem, and I've done this a lot with my SNR people, they don't have that early second rounder. There's not many players that jump off the board to me of, boy, that's a nice young piece I could use for the Steelers. I don't think you're giving me third overall. Can we make a deal? Yeah, I think I think you could not third overall, but I don't, they're not getting. They'll be maybe lucky to get a second round pick for them, you know. So uh, they, the Jets don't have one. Is one of my problems. I think they're a right. So do you, deal. do you do a second rounder next year? You know that sort of thing. I think you could talk. Is there a player on defense? You know, I mean, when I look at the Jets, is there a guy that you know you're Kevin Colbert, Lee, what the do you linebacker? Need? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would I, want a young guy. I don't see a obvious. I don't see a anything that makes it especially easy to do, but I don't see a deal breaker either. Yeah, there's no second, but you can do a pick next year. Um, As the Jets GM, would you give me your 2020 first for him straight up? 
No, I don't think so. Okay. I don't know that I can make a deal with the Jets then. Like, yeah. I'm sitting here looking at their picks. 66 overall and Darren Lee, I don't think it's a done for me. I think I can do better for now. Now, if you if I give you the first next year and you give me, you know, if we work something out so you give me Antonio Brown and your second this year and I give you a first and a third next year or something, you know, maybe you can figure out a way to do it. Yeah, I, I hear you, I but what I'm being told and – I think they want things for this draft. You know, yeah. they, they just missed the playoffs. I think they want to infuse the team with a lot of right. ability right yep. away. So I don't know that the Jets are a good partner. Yep. Do the Bills have interest? And I don't think you're going to give me number nine, are you? No, I don't think anyone's giving. I think you start talking about if it's a first-round pick, it's the second half of the first round, and mm-hmm. I want something back maybe. You know, to me, the Steelers, you – are under a little pressure here. You don't want to do this deal. You know, you're, you're doing it out of duress. I hear you. However, I think when we go through this, and again, I didn't read your article on purpose, that there's going to be three or four teams that I think will inevitably compete against each other. Like, I don't think I could get nine out of you if you're the Bills, but I'm not sure that pick 20 through 30 is unreasonable or an yeah. early second in a player or something along yep. in that neighborhood. When- yep, it could be. So I wouldn't rule out the Jets. I mean, I think that they have, uh, you know, I think that, the, I mean, the, the Bills, the Bills right. uh, you know, they, they've been an active trading team, but it seems like they've been sending players out of there as much as bringing them in. So I don't know, you know, you had Sammy Watkins and got rid of him. You've had other guys and got oh, rid of him. Is this, yeah. you're going to bring in a guy who's 31 to 33 looking to, you know, max out and build it around him when you're trying to build it around your young quarterback who's going to be under tremendous pressure, by the way, to make sure this guy gets 12 targets a week. Right. It doesn't seem like a good fit culture, what they're yeah. building, nah. throwing him into the mix. I don't like it. Same we with Miami, to be honest. I think we could skip Miami. Yeah, I think we skip Miami. I think they're starting new. I'm also going to skip the AFC North. I'm not fielding any calls from any of those teams. Right. A dark horse team that I've heard thrown around is Houston. And I've also heard that for Lev Bell, to be honest with you. I mean, they have Fuller. Demarius Thomas isn't going to be there. Could they take that Chiefs approach of, we're going to score a million points, try to guard A.B. and Hopkins? They could. They, they could. I mean, uh, I don't know, though. You, that's a lot of mouths to feed. To me... You, I think they can know, use their resources in better spots. You know, give it the other thing I look at too, when you bring in guys in your locker room, you know what? Then what's so? What's Antonio Brown at seventeen million a year? So then he goes ahead of uh, JJ Watt, and he goes ahead of DeAndre Hopkins at a at a position we don't really have a need. So and what do you do with Clowney's contract? And, yeah, right. it just feels like feels like too much. What about the Colts? I would be hesitant if I'm the Steelers to improve the Colts that much. Yeah. They have the cap space. They have the picks, but yeah. is that what they want? Um, I think for you know for the right price, if it's low enough, you know maybe. But uh, would you give me twenty six for them? No, 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 no. I don't think that that's the way Ballard's building the team. Mm-hmm. I don't, and I don't think they're going to look at the video of him running on the treadmill and say that's what we want to hold up as a Colt. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. I mean, right, I, mean, I know just, they're on a roll with building through the draft and targeted veterans and. The veterans they're, they're, they've brought in are, you know, Danico Autries and, you know, just nice pieces that were good values. Um, it just doesn't seem to fit with the style. I wouldn't rule it out totally, but 
I think they're more likely to, you know, be excited about Deion Kane coming back. <laughs> and a second round pick. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. And maybe drafting a guy. Or there's maybe there is a free agent. They were in on I think they were in on some receivers last year. They're just not gonna go to the highest price. Sign Jameson Crowder, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those type of yeah. guys. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I would pull it out, but I don't put them at the, on the favorites list. Jacksonville, I think, has no chance. They have no cap space. They're going to spend what they have on a quarterback. Probably. I don't see the Titans being in it. You? No, I kind of think that maybe they would be an interesting one, but I don't know that they would perceive themselves to have the needed receiver, even though I might. Right, right. I yeah, I don't see it. Denver, I've always heard, was very interested I don't know if Flacco move makes that more or less. I would think the Munchak move makes it less likely. You see a need there? I don't think Manny Sanders yeah. will be back. I think that one might well, I work. think Denver's a good team to just sort of put on our list. I, you know, for the most part, you as the GM of the Steelers are probably going to be looking in the NFC. But, you know, and and of the AFC teams, you're not going to arm the, anyone in the AFC North, the New England. Right. You're going to be wary about Indy. And I think Kansas City, you're, you know, you don't want to give it to them. No. I'm going to just skip uh, them totally, honestly. Now, yeah. But Denver's, I mean, we could talk about Kansas City. What about Justin Houston for him, you know, or something like that? Would you do it? You know? uh, uh, maybe Justin Houston in a third. Yeah, that sort of thing. So uh, the Broncos, though, I think are interesting. I feel like their move to get Flacco, you know, much pilloried because Flacco's not a great quarterback. But I think Flacco's probably better than uh, Keenum. I'd rather have Flacco than Keenum. I think mm-hmm. nine out of nine GMs would. And the tenth one just got fired, so he couldn't answer. But uh, you know what I mean? There uh, isn't a glaring young guy I would want off that roster. I don't think you could get Cortland Sutton. I mean, would you give me that early second and Deshaun Hamilton, maybe? Um, well, do you have to give up an early second? You know, I'm not uh, sure I do without the early second. I talked to a GM yesterday who said, uh, I think they asked for a second and, get, and maybe get a third. So, you know, that's ebbing and flowing based on the latest video that comes out. Mm-hmm. You know, by uh, Antonio on the treadmill or whatever. <laughs> whatever weird um, stuff he does in the next couple of days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, you know, people's feelings are moving up and down. But I feel like uh, I, I feel like Denver does make sense. I, I feel like their move to get Flacco is, uh, you know, th- they're trying to still win with before some of their guys get too old, right? And yeah. um, you can say what you want about Flacco, but that's the, I think that's their mindset. So. I think they're one of the better AFC fits. I think the Raiders are the best AFC fit. Um, I don't think the Chargers are in it. The Raiders have a lot of draft capital. You can tell your public, you know, that we turned Amari Cooper into into Antonio Brown. Uh, we have a, a face on the Vegas billboards. I don't know what Gruden thinks of them, but I could see them being maybe the best fit of all the AFC teams. Well, they certainly have the most draft capital, so mm-hmm. it's easy to come up with something. They have the need. Obviously, they traded Amari Cooper. Uh, Jordan Nelson's up there. They they need that. And uh, John Gruden is a former receivers coach. You know, um, he's he's you know been with teams that acquired wide receivers. So uh, you could see that being a fit. Yeah, I, I could too. I could also see them being interested in Bell. Um, yeah, you, yes, you could, um, I guess it depends on what the price is, but, um, it's interesting. You know, I think that they are working on a deal to be in Oakland. Who knows? Maybe if they stay in Oakland, maybe Marshawn wants to come back for one more year, you know, maybe, uh, uh, maybe they draft a guy and they sort of go with Doug Martin a little cheaper, you know, um, I could see that happening too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what kind of market Bell's going to have for himself, but just a different subject altogether. Um, another quick break here, and we will buzz through the NFC. Be right back. 
All right, we mentioned the Giants with Odell. They're not going to be in it, right? I mean, we can jump that one. Unless they traded Odell for Antonio, but I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I don't either. Um, After June 1, you could make it work for cap purposes. We said it. In case it happens, we said it. You okay. heard it here. Now, you didn't hear it here first, but we, we you heard it here also. It's, so. it's officially on the record. <laughs> the Redskins, it seems like a Redskins-type move historically, and they could use receiver help, but I think they got bigger fish to fry a quarterback. I would think so, too. Um, they haven't been big movers in the veteran player market, really. I mean, not other than the quarterback thing. I mean, I think you have to go back a ways to do that. So do they feel desperate enough? There's a lot of criticism in that market. You know, how you, know, you can't, another letter comes in from a longtime season ticket holder who uh, thinks that they've totally lost their soul because of Dan Snyder. You know, <laughs> do, do they react and, and try to do something? I don't know. It's possible, but hasn't been really their MO lately, and I don't know that – that's a place that, uh, you know, not that Antonio Brown gets to pick where he goes, but is he going to be excited about that? Are they going to get full value out of him without even having a quarterback? I don't know. Probably not. I could see that ending badly for sure. Yeah. It wouldn't blow me away if Jerry Jones at least kicks the tires. Interesting. They've got Amari Cooper, who they gave a first-round pick for, who's in the final year of his deal. So, you know, they have a lot of guys to resign. The nice thing about Antonio Brown is that, you know, he's under contract for the next couple of years, but you know he's going to want some more money. I just find that tough and problematic because you gave up so much for Murray Cooper. You're going to give up more now for another receiver. You know what I mean? And by the way, they don't have really the resources through, to do it. Our offense runs through the running back, by the way. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah, I don't think it's likely. Um, the Eagles, I think, are somewhat of a dark horse just because it's they're an aggressive front office. They're a year removed from the Super Bowl. Put him next to Alshon with Ertz. I mean, yeah. I think they, they're more likely to get Bell than Brown, but I could see them at least inquiring. Oh, yeah. They're an opportunistic team that isn't going to uh, – they're going to have their door open, their mind open to, hey, this would be a good player. This, would, You know, we'd be adding an elite player. How many of those – you know, you just add as many of those as you can, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I could definitely see that. People will talk about their cap situation. I say, okay. Great. Do you think Kyle Roseman can't figure out the cap? Jake Rosenberg, those guys. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. They can figure it out if they have to. Atlanta or New Orleans? Um, Atlanta or New Orleans? I find it hard to do. I mean, New Orleans just doesn't have any draft picks. They've got one pick in the first four rounds. They are in win-now mode. They're going to have to pay Michael Thomas, you know, at some point. So cap issues. I think their cap issues are actually real. <laughs> And New Orleans doesn't have picks to give. and Yeah, it's just hard. Yeah, I think it's like they're good on offense anyway. And Atlanta, too. I mean, I was like, what would you do? You know, are you going to trade Julio Jones and try to get something back? I don't, I don't know. It just feels like that's not what they need. I agree, too. I mean, reinforce the defense, draft a guard, stay yeah. the course. Yeah. Um, what about Bruce Arians? I think Deshaun Jackson leaves. I give you Chris Godwin and a second or third or something like that for A.B. Put him next to Evans. Yeah, 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 possible. I mean, I feel like though Bruce feels Bruce Arians is going to feel like he can. He, he's already got Mike Evans. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He, he, I don't know that he needs another guy. It wouldn't shock me because you know, no brisket, no biscuit. But I don't just see it as a natural fit. I feel like they don't need to give up draft assets or players. They need to help their defense and you know keep those assets. It's really got to be a defensive offseason. I mean, they're changing schemes. They need to get Bulls-type players. I don't think yeah. they get in the A-B market. 
Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I don't know the Carolina would either. They just drafted DJ Moore. They've got a lot of weapons. That offense was humming when Cam was right. I don't know that Brown is the fit there. Yeah, I feel that way too, although their owner, you know, is new. Their owner has ties to the Steelers, so, you know, that could be good or bad for influencing a trade. But um, I I wouldn't totally rule them out, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I I sort of agree with you. They have the youngest group of skill position starters uh, in the NFL. Uh, not counting, you know, just counting running backs, tight ends, receivers. Um, so it seems like a nice group that was blossoming when Cam was healthy. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They just have so many other things to do. I mean, they have a lot of old guys to replace. Yeah. The line needs a lot of work. Almost every level yeah. of the defense needs something. Yeah. When I look at the NFC North, I'm going to basically roll out the Vikings, Bears, and Lions, I think. But I think the Packers are a legit chance. Okay, I agree with you on Packers. I could also see Bears. I mean, just I agree with you. Yeah, aggressive. They were not on my list until somebody reminded me they should be on the list, just because of how aggressive they were last year. I know they also signed some you know receivers, but they could get out of some of those. If it were an opportunity, maybe they're a sort of a sleeper dark horse team that we don't rule out. We're not featuring them, but just let's just put them off to the side as a maybe. I agree, Minnesota would be very hard. Detroit. Um, I don't know what they're doing. You know, are they trying to win now? Because they could sure use a receiver, you know, um, or are they, what is their sort of mindset? I don't know. I wouldn't totally rule them out. I just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Green Bay is very interesting because I think you have a new coach, you have a new um, GM, you have a fan base that has kind of complained and the media to some extent has back to this idea that they've been a little too static, stagnant with Ted Thompson. Now you got the new guys in charge, Mark Murphy's, you know, probably a little bit seems like a more of a prominent role. Uh, are they going to make an aggressive move to show that they're aggressive and try to get back and win a championship with, with Aaron Rodgers? I wouldn't put it past them. No, they got two number ones also. So there's some flexibility. I say I went 30 overall straight up for Brown. Are you in on that? Yeah. You'll do that. I thought you'd say no. Well, if I were Green Bay. Yeah. Um, I got Oakland I on the other it. line. I got a couple teams interested. I, I would think about it. Yeah. And now they've got Devontae, you know, Adams right. there already. So they're, you know, he caught 111 balls. Did he catch 111 balls last year? I think he did. Yeah. I mean, um, quite an offense, though. You added Brown to that mix. Yeah, it would be. And I got a new new young coach. I think it would be very exciting. So, yeah. you know, you, you, you made a move last year for Jimmy Graham. Didn't really work out, right? Um, heck, bring in this guy and move on from Jimmy Graham. You're a better team. Yeah, right. And you still draft defense with your earlier pick or, you know, a 12. You still have some free agent money to spend. It could be a much better team if you if it only costs you 30. And I think the Steelers will say yes. I think that's one of the more likely scenarios. Yeah, that seems logical, doable to me. When you see the Green Bay already has the extra first, and they look smart because they, they got Alexander the corner last year after moving back. And he's a good all right, Mike had to duck out. He was actually getting a fridge delivered, and his dogs were freaking out. And I already knew his thoughts on the NFC West, so I'm just going to sum that up for you guys. Um, I think Arizona would listen. They, I think they really need to add two more receivers. I think you're going to see a lot of four receiver sets there. I just don't know that this is the offseason to do it. Young quarterback, is that a good thing? I think Fitzgerald would be a stabilizing force. I would consider that first pick in the second or early pick in the second round straight up for Brown if I were them because receivers would be hard to come by and they need a lot, uh, particularly if they trade back out of number one, but we wouldn't know that before the draft. You know what I mean? 
I think they're a chance. Seattle's a dark horse, but I think you go with Lockett, Baldwin, and add a tight end or someone along that lines. But that one wouldn't blow me away. I think there's a possibility he ends up there. I think there's a narrow possibility he ends up with the Rams. And Mike said this off the air, too. And his logic basically was, because they'll do anything. <laughs> you know, that they want to win now. They were super close. Imagine that team with Antonio Brown, too. Um, put up 60 a week type of deal. Uh, let's win this thing. We're not paying golf a ton. Obviously, a highly aggressive front office. I mean, I think it's a long shot. But I do think the Rams aren't as long as you would think. You know what I mean? Like, let's make the best offense you've ever seen. And along with Green Bay and Oakland, I think I would put San Francisco as the leader in the clubhouse. Um, we've, there's been a lot of speculation of Brown to the Niners. Uh, you match him with Kittle and McKinnon and Garoppolo coming back. I think he would complete that offense. If I'm the Steelers, I'm asking for that early second and Goodwin, something like that, or Pettis, something along those lines. I think that might get it done on both halves. You know, I mean, I don't know that you would miss Goodwin that much. I would prefer Pettis. I would prefer to keep Pettis if I were the Niners than Goodwin, considering age and upside and all those things. But I do think the the chances of A.B. ending up in San Francisco are pretty high. So at the top of the list, I think, are the Niners, the Raiders, and the Packers. But we had five or six other teams that I think will be interested. And again, this brings me back to the compensation. Like, I know Mike mentioned at one point a GM told him they'll end up getting a third for him. I can't see that. I mean, if even two, three, four of these teams truly are interested, I got to believe that they're going to offer more than a third-round pick straight up for Antonio Brown. You know, and I think you look at it like, you have this guy in a, as an elite player for two years. That's worth more than a third-round pick for me. And I know he's nuts and all the off-the-field stuff, but he's basically the best at what he does. I think the compensation in the end will be equivalent to the 25th to 35th pick. You know what I mean? Like either uh, an early second and a guy or a first and a player and the Steelers are in a third. You know what I mean? Like that sort of value for Brown when it's all said and done. So that is a wrap. I am working on a guest for Friday. Um, and then that'll I might do a show over the weekend as a combine preview since we didn't have our Tuesday draft show. Might try to get in touch with one of those one of the draft guys or some draft guy in general and just do a combine preview before I leave for Indy on Tuesday. Um, that's a wrap though. Over and out.